Welcome to the Knowledge at Wharton podcasts. Knowledge at Wharton is the online research and business analysis journal of the Wharton School of the University of Pennsylvania. For more information, please visit our website at knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. Support for Knowledge at Wharton podcasts comes from Vanguard, offering investments designed to help individuals and institutions reach their long-term financial goals at Vanguard.com. When companies talk about marketing these days, they're talking about things like promotional strategy, advertising and distribution, customer perception, market share, competitors' power, margins and pricing, products and portfolios, customer profitability, and sales forces and channels. How does a company measure the effectiveness of the various components of its marketing strategy? What metrics are most effective and how can these help maximize profits? A new book out from Wharton School Publishing called Marketing Metrics, 50 Plus Metrics Every Executive Should Master, identifies the pros, cons, and trade-offs associated with each metric. The book is by Paul Ferris, Neil Bendel, Philip Pfeiffer, and Dave Riebstein. Riebstein, a marketing professor at Wharton, has agreed to talk with Makul Pandya, Editor-in-Chief of Knowledge at Wharton, and myself, Robbie Shell, Editorial Director, about this new book. First of all, who is this book written for? It's written for, first, first and, and foremost, for uh, marketing managers. But the reality is that almost every executive in a company needs to, uh, to be aware of these particular measures. The reason I say it's written for marketing managers is because all the time we're working with all the set of metrics and more that you just got done listing in the introduction. Um, and we need to make sure that we have a good understanding of these measures that we're gathering, some of the, you know, the, the flaws and how they might be measured, and some of the alternative interpretations. The reason it's relevant for others in the organization who aren't even in marketing is because we may find marketing says something about what our market share is or what our margins are, and we're communicating in those marketing terms that we need to make sure we understand what it is that, that is really being said about the status of the firm. Uh, you referred to you know <clears throat> the way in which companies use these metrics. Could you give us any examples of the way in which companies might some, sometimes misuse these metrics or they get the metrics wrong or get use them to draw their own conclusions? Well, one example, and perhaps the most commonly used marketing metric, is that of market share. And, in fact, we see often companies um, looking closely at what their market share, evaluating uh, how they are performing, and in some cases looking at market share more than profitability, because the profitability may be you know, affected by things exogenous to the company, what's going on in the economy. But we often look at market share based on, you know, how are we doing relative to our competitors. But a way that it sometimes is misused is, you know, on the surface it seems that market share is very clearly defined. But we may be talking about dollar market share, our share of the revenue from the industry, and someone else may be talking about unit market share, our share of the units being sold. Secondly, when you think about market share, there's a numerator, which is our sales, and a denominator being industry sales. But the question is, what are we defining as the industry? So if you're in the printer business, the computer printer business, you might think of, you know, my market share of all printers, 
but I may be dealing with a competitor that is looking at my market share of the uh, inkjet or, or laser jet printer business. And so not all market shares are, are the same. And it's interesting, one would think that market shares by definition must add to 100. And the answer is they do if we all have the same denominator. When I say must add to 100, I'm talking about must add to 100 across all competitors. Um, but again, it depends, are we talking about the same overall market? So for example, Coca-Cola might want to look at their market share of the carbonated soft drink market. We might want to look at their market share of the liquid, con uh, liquid consumed market. And those are going to give you entirely different numbers. And while they're looking at, let's say, total liquids consumed, it may be that Pepsi is looking at the carbonated soft drink market. And so comparing various different things. Uh, the, the title of your book is 50 plus metrics every executive should master. What, what, what exactly qualifies as a metric? And what are, say, the top five metrics that, that you found are most important? Okay. Um, first of all, when we came up with the title 50 plus, part of our ob objective in writing this was we didn't want to make it too overwhelming and say 5,000 metrics everybody should master and said, well, there's going to be some key metrics that are really important. Um, and we set out with the objective of 50. When we got down to starting to itemize them and looking at what specific measures companies are gathering, it turns out that it was a number more than 50. Um, what we end up doing within it is saying, well, here's, here's sort of key metrics. Oh, there's some sub-metrics of these that what we might, and sort of the delineation from when we went from 50 to 51, you know, like the market share example that I just mentioned, market share in units, market share in dollars, uh, do we call those two different measures or do we call them one measure? So it actually became a little bit fuzzy as to, um, as to what some of the, the number was. But on your specific question of, of what constitutes a metric, it is a measure that is gathered by a firm that, that they use for evaluating sort of the performance um, of the company or uh, could be in the customer's mind. It could be in terms of um, our financials. It could be in terms of our overall performance in the marketplace. Well, how difficult is it to collect these numbers? And the answer to that is it varies dramatically from one environment to another. Collecting some of them is relatively straightforward in some environments. Um, if we're talking about in, in uh, some developing nations, being able to measure, let me just take a specific example. In, in the United States, it's very common to have, uh, for supermarket sales, we have um, A.C. Nielsen that regularly collects this information uh, and measures your sales and measures your competitor sales. Turns out we now don't have that data for Walmart because Walmart refuses to cooperate with A.C. Nielsen. So in the United States, it's become a little bit more difficult. And as Walmart grows as a percent of overall you know, volume of supermarket sales, uh, it's become, well, we've got non-Walmart market share. Then when we go to China, and A.C. Nielsen is set up now in China, 
but the amount of coverage that they have of total sales that are going on, and because there's a few supermarkets and there are lots of other food markets, and the measurement is much, much more difficult. That's for something as straightforward as sales divided by industry sales. When we start looking at things like customers' attitudes and perceptions, uh, in some cultures people are very willing to provide this information and it's simple to run a survey and collect such measures. In other environments it's harder to get people to respond to some of those particular questions. I wonder if I could ask a very basic question. Uh, why should marketing managers be looking at metrics? And does that have an impact on the financial performance of the company as a whole? Is, is this something that CEOs should be looking at also? Um, both marketing managers and CEOs should be looking at these metrics. And the reason is because we're making budget allocation decisions. And the question is, are our decisions really working? So, for example, last week in class, I had the uh, president uh, of uh, Diageo's marketing in my class. He has a marketing budget of uh, in excess of $2.2 billion. He would like to know, as I spend this money, is it really deriving anything for me? Are people aware of all the different brands that I have? And I want to follow it all the way through sort of the pipeline of going from awareness down to consideration to preference and gaining distribution and trial and purchase and repeat, sort of where I am in the status of all of that. And ultimately, I want to know that when I spend $2.2 billion, that there's some return that I'm getting for that. Clearly, that, that the head of marketing, uh, Rob Malcolm, is concerned about, am I spending wisely around alternative con uh, considerations? And certainly the CEO would like to know, you know, I, I put this 2.2 plus dollars over here, should I have been spending it somewhere else in the organization? So it's important for both. How, for someone to read this book, how fluent do they have to be in, um, in deep mathematics, for example? Is this, uh, is this really meant for people who have a, a background in uh, calculus or uh, that kind of thing? It's not meant for people that have calculus. And it's not, and I should say, it's not really meant as a book that you would pick up and read cover to cover. It's much more of a reference book. And it is to make it, uh, make it really clear in simple language what each of these measures mean, how to collect e each of these measures, um, and how to apply the knowledge that you gain by having these specific measures. There are, are occasions where we go through some of the math, short of calculus, but we go through uh, some of the math that sort of talks about how some of these things are derived, but it really is intended for the operating manager. Now you did ask a question earlier that I didn't get to answering, and I, I didn't want to avoid that. And you asked the question earlier about, so what would be the five key measures? And I didn't get have a breath in there to answer that question, and it was sort of you know fortuitous that I didn't because that's a hard question to answer. And the reason it's a hard question to answer is it probably differs by firm. Right. 
there are some measures, and when I'm at, at a stage of you know, early growth, there might be different measures that I have versus when I'm at later stages and in a mature stage and I'm trying to retain some of my particular customers. But let me name what some of those measures might be. Um, market share is one we've already mentioned. Uh, and most people know the concept of market share and, and think they know how that's measured. Another one that I think is real important is share of requirements, often referred to as share of wallet. Not everybody knows what that particular measure is and it's real important to have a sense of uh, how that's measured and what exactly it is that it means. And very quickly, it is of the customers that I have, what percent of their volume in this category do I own? Do I have? And that becomes very important because if my share requirements is really high, the best way for me to grow is get new customers. If my share requirements is really low, then I don't have to go out and get new customers. I can take my existing customers and sell them more so they're buying a greater portion of their overall purchases from me. So strategically, it leads us in, in radically uh, different directions. And, and hence, it, it's, uh, it's a real important measure for us. Um, if I had to pick a third metric that happens to be important, I would think about customer satisfaction. Um, and that's important because I want to know, you know how well am I currently serving my existing customers and how loyal my customers are likely to be in the future. And so loyalty happens to be a fourth measure that I, I might want to be looking at. And you could think about loyalty, customer satisfaction, retention as all interrelated measures, measuring things a little bit different. So one wants to know what those nuances are. So I don't know if I should count that as three separate measures when you give me the list, you know, name five, or if I should count those um, all as one. Um, I, I might want to know what the lifetime value of my customers are. That is, you know, how much am I going to be generating of profit uh, from having a particular customer because that gives me some direction of you know how much I should be willing to pay in order to acquire a customer and already I may have exceeded my list of five so those are those are all important measures and you mentioned consumer satisfaction of course that's notoriously difficult to measure isn't it it is only difficult to measure um, if one is, is not real clear about what it is one's trying to measure. And, and to a large degree, it is, you know, I talk to my existing customers and I ask on some continuous scale, generally one to five, could be one to ten, how satisfied are you? From not at all satisfied to very satisfied. And you could ask it about particular components of what it is that I'm doing as well as overall how satisfied. And people tend to be very good in responding. The trick to that is that who are we asking? Are we asking our existing customers or are we asking our previous set of customers? And it may be that I've got some very dissatisfied customers that are so dissatisfied they're no longer buying from me and therefore they drop out of my pool of existing customers and it might look things are going great because my customer satisfaction levels went up because the dissatisfied ones just left. And therefore it could be a little bit tricky if we don't know exactly what we're measuring and from whom. Uh, are there some companies that you think are doing a particularly good job at using metrics? Uh, and uh, the flip side is uh, what 
should companies be looking at in terms of metrics that they aren't looking at right now? Um, not surprisingly, some of the companies that are doing the best job of uh, looking at metrics are a lot of the dot-coms. A lot of dot-coms are doing it because they, first of all, they started with a clean slate, so they didn't have this legacy of what it is that we were naturally gathering. And because they can trace so much of what happens with each specific customer, that they've got really good individual level data. Banks and uh, some financial services, particularly credit cards, have got some really fantastic measures because they've got everything on an individual customer basis and know about you know what transactions are going on and they could take any one individual and know in a whole set of what their particular activities are and could look across various types of account and relate those to each other. You know, if you're a company that that sells things through a, a supplier, you may not have any direct connection with uh, with ultimately your your uh, your end customer, and therefore it may be more difficult to have some very good measures there. I think I'll we'll ask one final question and then let you go. I know that you teach a lot of executives about uh, marketing metrics. Have you seen a, an astronomical increase in interest in this topic? over the past few years, maybe because the internet has made this a more uh, attainable goal for some? Uh, and if you have seen a lot of interest, why? Yeah, it's, a, it's a great question, and I think you hit on one of the answers. Um, that, that answer, again, being we see some people through the internet really powerfully using some of this information, and therefore those that haven't had that uh, level of information are wanting to jump on board and capitalize on, on some of the power of metrics. Um, a second aspect is because of computer systems able to handle and store massive amounts of data and able to analyze that massive amounts of data. But I think there's been sort of a, a completely different sort of force that has led people to look much more at this particular topic. And it's because of the downturn of the economy at the beginning of this decade. So we go into 2001, 2002, the economy turns down, and suddenly there's pressure put on companies to justify every particular expenditure. And with that pressure uh, on the marketing managers of how do you justify your, your expenditure, there's been this real push towards, I want to come up with some specific measures that I can get very precise at and see how they're linked to the financial performance of the firm. And what I, I could say is if, if you talk to senior marketing executives, they have felt tremendous squeeze on their budget and the pressure to justify every dollar that they spend. Great. Thanks very much, Dave. Yeah, thank you very much.